Jamoke Davis here for another episode of Just for Sport, and we're still talking baseball. I know, it's March Madness, right? I should be talking college basketball. I'm going to get to that on Monday. But we're talking about the AL West. That's the preview we are doing today so I can get through the American League. I did the East. I did the Central. Now I'm doing the West. We have a little less than a month before first pitch of the regular season. That's April, and I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are too. So in the AL West, we're talking about the Houston Astros, the Oakland Athletics, the Los Angeles Angels, the Seattle Mariners, and the Texas Rangers. And we're going to start with the Rangers, who, yeah, everything's bigger in Texas, but that loss column maybe the biggest in the AL West. I could see well over what? What do you think? 100 games probably is where I would say we're going to end up with the number of losses for the Rangers this year. That can't be a good thing. They had the worst record in the AL last season. Granted, it was only 60 games, but it still wasn't good. And they're rebuilding. So in some ways, that's okay. That may take some time. But when you look at the odds, the Rangers at plus 4,000 to win the AL West, we know that's a long shot, right? We know it's a long shot, and that's unfortunate, but, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Last year, Texas's record was 22-38. and 38. It is the worst record in the American League. The Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, had the worst record in all of baseball. But there's got to be something good we can say about the Rangers, right? Yes, maybe not. They still have Rugnid Odor. But who knows if he'll stay with the team as they are, again, trying to rebuild. They have Joey Gallo, who played well when he was in the National League. Let's see what happens now that he's in the American League. At least he's worth watching. Chris Davis, no relation, is a new Texas Ranger. I think the one bright spot may be Jose LeClerc, the closer, assuming he's going to get the closer role. Maybe Dane Dunning, the pitcher, but... You know, again, I think when you look at the Rangers, what do you think that they have that would make you think differently? I don't know if they have anything. I just don't know if they have anything. You go back to last year during the regular season... What did you have? Joey Gallo, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. Rubnet Odor, 10 home runs, 30 RBI. But I'm looking at the rest of this team and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And maybe you see something different, but... You know, Todd 
Frasier's no more. I don't know. Don't know. What I do know is that is a very, 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 very long shot bet. But then again, everything's bigger in Texas. Maybe if you're a Rangers fan, you want to go big, and you could take the Rangers at plus 4,000. I don't see it. Next team, Seattle Mariners. Now, of course, we're all excited to see Kyle Seeger play. Yes, his numbers are up there with some of the Seattle greats, Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, and of course the greatness that is Ken Griffey Jr. But after that, what excites you? What could possibly excite you about Seattle? Sleepless in Seattle. Listless in Seattle if you're a Mariners fan thinking that somehow this team is going to have somewhat of a breakout season. I don't know. Because the Mariners are rebuilding too. You got a bunch of players that individually may play well. But you never know. We can go one way or the other. And same for the team record. You don't know what you're going to get out of this offense. What will you see out of J.P. Crawford, Evan White, Dylan Moore in the infield? And then you've got Kyle Seeger, another Kyle, Kyle Lewis, Mitch Hanniger, who's injury prone, and Jared, Jared Kalenic on offense. Their offense may click, and you could find a sleeper team there that is in the running for the AL West. I doubt it. I doubt it. No one is sexy even in their pitching rotation. Their closer is Rafael Montero. Montero, who they took from the Rangers. That was kind of their biggest offseason signing, if you will. I think this is going to be another year of Seattle being in the middle of the pack. Maybe towards the bottom of the pack, unfortunately. That's just, it's just not going to be a good season. And, you know, I mean, it's about what we expected, right? You look at this Seattle team. Last year, they finished the season 27-33. and 33. That's six games under 500, right in the middle of the pack, as I said. And I imagine that's about where they're going to finish the season. The crazy thing, though, is what might be a good thing for Seattle and a tough pill to swallow if you are the Angels is they're probably going to be just as competitive as the Angels. Which is sad when you think of what the Angels have on their roster. Yeah, I know you know who they have on their roster, right? They have the best player in baseball. Well, guess what? Even if you don't want to count the season, this past season, the 60-game season, the season before that, the Angels were 72-90 and, and Seattle was 68-94. and 94. 
That's only four games back. Seattle has nothing in terms of talent compared to what the Los Angeles Angels have put into their team. And yet, if you're Seattle, you're like, well, I beg to differ. I actually think our talent has proven that we're pretty close to the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels who have that halo over their head and over Mike Trouts. Mike Trouts. But it's dimming. Every year, the halo's dimming. They also added Anthony Rendon for my Nationals. What kind of team do you expect them to have? Where do you see Anthony Rendon being, uh, what do you want to say? Not necessarily better than, I mean, I think you have to say yes to be better, right? I mean, Mike Trout, 17 home runs, 46 RBIs in 2020. Rendon had nine home runs and 31 RBIs. I think you're going to need to see more production out of him. You're going to have to. Maybe if players like Joe Adele, David Fletcher, Jose Iglesias, maybe if they can round out the offense, maybe they hover around 500. And why only 500? Because I don't know about their pitching either. I love Shohei Otani. I've had him in my fantasy team every year since he's gotten in the league. I love that he was a two-way player, but he always would get hurt. Maybe being a two-way player hurt him, but, you know, based on his quotes, he has said he's going to continue to be a two-way player. But the rest of the rotation, I know some of you MLB diehards or Angels fans can come up with the pitchers with lights out stuff in Major League Baseball, but can you think of any on the Angels? I think this is another year of them being good. But that's unless everything comes together is the only way they can be great. Another magical Disney-like season, if you will. But that's at the pitching. Dylan Bundy, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb. If they can be the starting pitchers that, you know, step it up another level and Iglesias closing out the games, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I see the Mariners at plus 2,600, 26 to 1 to win the AL West. The Angels at plus 375. That number could be a little closer together in my mind, but okay. Based on who's in the Angels lineup, I'll give it to you.
I'll give it to you. Okay, fine. But you're probably going to need a little bit more. Not just from the stars. You're going to need a little bit more, period. To see the angels make some make some noise in the AOS. The team that always makes noise. And always with the lowest payroll. The player making the most money on their team only makes eleven million a season. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but we're talking about the Oakland A's. Billy Bean. Is a name I always go back to with the A's. He's, in my mind, the first real analytics guy that ran a baseball team. And he got to say Brad Pitt played him in a movie. Now all of the teams hiring these GMs that didn't really come up in the game, the baseball game, on the diamond. They came up with a calculator and in a classroom doing statistics. I'm actually, I'm okay with that. I'm sure many of the current players and former players feel like, oh boy, that means less of us will be getting jobs when we're finished playing. At least as far as GMs, maybe not managers. How do the athletics keep winning with such a low payroll? All of these players they bring in that have these really good seasons and you're just like, what? It's just simply amazing. And I am so impressed every year. Every year with the Oakland Athletics. They let the players go that are going to cost them too much money. And they bring, it's like a next man up. The Oakland Athletics finished in first place last year in the shortened pandemic playdemic season. See, I almost forgot my own term. 36 wins, 24 losses. They have a hitting core of Stevens Piscotti. He'll be in the outfield with Ramon Laureano leading off and Marcana. Plus the Mats, Chapman and Olsen, who are going to have to play better in 2020. And they have a star in the making behind the plate in Sean Murphy. The thing is, you could all you would always say, oh, well, maybe if they could all put it together, but somehow the Oakland Athletics always put it together. Right? If you look back in the history books and go to the Oakland Athletics. Almost every year, you just, at least I am, I marvel at what they do. 2019, three games shy of 100 wins, 97 and 64. Somehow, somehow they always get it done. And here they are. As I'm looking on DraftKings.com for these picks to win the division, they're at plus 140. And the crazy thing is I still didn't even talk about pitching. 
Now, you may not know these names of the pitchers, just like I talked about with the Angels, unless you're a diehard Oakland fan or MLB nut. Can you name who's on their pitching staff? And they actually have six solid starting pitchers, but obviously they're going to get that down to four or five. Jesus Luzardo, Chris Bassett, Sean Manea, Frankie Montas, and A.J. Puck, if he can stay healthy, is the other pitcher that they can kind of decide who's going to be starting, maybe somebody's middle relief, see how the season plays out. And they still have Mike Fires, the Astros whistleblower, if you don't know that name. He should go to Hall of Fame just on that alone. Now their bullpen, if you can get to the bullpen, you have a closer and Trevor Rosenthal, their highest paid player on the team, if he can shut the door on a lot of teams this year, somewhere, you know, maybe in the 30s, 40 saves, they probably have more of a shot at the AL West title than you think. Now, the team to beat that I'm going to finish talking about in the AL West is a team that cheats to beat other teams, and that's the Houston Astros at plus 130. I know there have been some changes there. They got a slap on the wrist. There were no fans in the stadium last year, so maybe they got off. Nope, not so fast. Not so fast. I think it actually hurt them as much as I said they were getting off last year, and I did. But then you realize, wait, 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 now they are going to get fans, so they're going to have to go through this all over again. The fans booing them, questioning every at-bat, every pitch, every move that's made. And that's with, hey, look, I love Dusty Baker. Just for him alone, it makes it hard for me not to want to see them succeed. But then the other part of me wants to see them fail. But Dusty, he's like a lovable losing manager. I want to see him win a World Series. He always has success in the regular season. Kind of like Dave Roberts did with the Dodgers, maybe a little bit. But then not in the playoffs. And the Dodgers won last year. Maybe this is his year, the Astros' year. Although the Astros did win it, not the right way. But maybe maybe another year away from the scandal. By the time the playoffs come around, maybe it'll be forgotten. Maybe just like in football, the year before last, it was the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Now it was the Tampa Bay Bucks and Bruce Arians, two coaches that they questioned if you could get it done in the playoffs, and they finally got it done and won the Super Bowl. Well, maybe Dusty Baker can do that. The Dodgers, as I said, finally got off the hump, over the hump, and won it. So maybe. But this may very well be the last run for the Astros. They've got to break it up. If nothing else, because this season will be another PR nightmare for them. Yeah, George Springer's gone, but the core, several of the players are still there. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa. 
I hope the fans and media are going to be just as loud and disapproving of these players, if not the whole team. It's going to make it tough for them to win. The stench, I just don't think it'll ever go away. It won't. Not until, let's say, roster, which will no longer have any of the teams or managers, A.J. Hinch is now in Detroit, associated with that team. And you best believe the day that that comes, that their, that their roster is clear of any players that were involved in this scandal, the media and fans will make sure you know that. I will make sure you know that. The Astros do have decent pitching. Zach Greinke, Lance McCullers Jr., Framber Valdez, who actually got hurt uh, in spring training, so we'll see how that goes with him. But if Christian Javier and Jose Arcady pitch well, maybe this pitching rotation can carry the team. Because they've definitely bolstered their bullpen too. But the bottom line is... You've got two teams in the Astros at plus 130 and the Athletics at plus 140. To me, that's pretty much a tie. It's a toss-up. Who will win the AL West? So I I'm, can't not rooting for the Astros. I think the Athletics will get it. But if you need, if you want a long shot, I don't know how much of it a long shot it is, but maybe the Angels in the outfield will come into the infield and host a World Series title. Maybe, at the very least, they can win the AL West. I'll take them as a long shot at plus 375. I'll do that. So there's your AL West preview. I'm taking the Athletics to win it all. But if you want a sleeper pick, go with the Los Angeles Angels, although no one's sleeping on the Angels. If anything, it's eyes wide open watching them underachieve again. But we shall see. Download and subscribe. Leave a review, if you can, for my podcast, Just for Sport. On the next episode, we'll come back to the East Coast. And start with the National League East and my predictions for who will win it. In my mind, it's the tightest division race in all of baseball. It's going to be fun to talk about it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. For me, supporting me, okay, and the podcast just for sport.